Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. As we get off, I'm usually off social media late evening. If I and and someone from the team may be on and they can answer it as well. So as soon as we get a chance, we'll answer it. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we love you, we bless you, we praise you. Hey, if you have a prayer request, please share it below and I promise you someone is going to pray for you. Lord God, we just thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. You are such a good, who good good job god good good god i feel your peace i feel your peace father invade us with your peace this morning i thank you father for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in christ jesus i thank you father god just for your word this morning i thank you and understand for your people lord god we lay ourselves on the altar before you father god we thank you lord god that no weapon formed against us shall prosper No demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling. Father God, we lift up every city, every state, every nation, and this world, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, that we just be anchored in truth, Lord God. That we understand our righteousness more and more. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father God, that you are with us, Lord God. And everywhere you go, Lord God, you are with us. We thank you, Father God, just for your presence today. We thank you, Father God, that we are not held captive by your our past, Father God. We just thank you, Father. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for manifesting your glory. We thank you, Father God, that your glory and your truth remains. Mm. Lord God, I thank you, Father, that we are falling in love with you every day, Lord God, that our souls are beginning to hunger and thirst for righteousness. My God, we need you, Lord. We anchor ourselves in your truth. So, Father, I ask that you open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Give us revelation knowledge, Lord God. Let us see you. Let us understand you. Let us know that this is the beginning and the end, Lord God. And it all starts with you, Lord God. We thank you, Father 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 God. We bless you, Father God. We praise you, Father God. We magnify you, Lord God. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you, Lord God. Give us ears to hear, Father. Lord, I just lift up every person that's hurting on this devotional, Lord God, and I thank you this morning that they find their comfort in you, that they find their strength in you, that they find their peace in you, Lord God, that they find their joy in you, Lord God, that today is the day they experience the oil of gladness. For Jesus was already bruised for our iniquities. He was already chastised for our peace, Father. Mm. I feel the peace of God. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your peace. Lord God, let us be anchored in truth. Remove the scales off our lives, Lord God. 
in the areas that our, our emotions have been heightened, not today, devil, in the name of Jesus, not today. And in, in the areas in which our emotions have been heightened, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that they are coming down, Lord God, and that we will not be emotionally drawn into, Lord God, but we will trust your word, Lord God, and we will seek your word and we will seek the promises of God, which are yes and amen. Establish us in your righteousness today, Daddy God. Establish us in your truth today, Daddy God. Establish us in your peace today, Daddy God. Fill us with your joy today, Daddy God. We need less of us and more of you. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, bear witness Bear witness to us all. Come Holy Spirit and bear witness to us all. We thank you. 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 We bless you. We praise you. My God. My God. I thank you, Lord. You are so mighty. You are so strong. You are the one that's mighty in battle. And we find our peace and our truth in you, gracious Father. Gracious Father, gracious Father, gracious Father, gracious Father, gracious Father. My God, I thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We surrender to you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Some of us have been running ourselves tired. My God. Thank you, Lord. Running races too long. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We find our strength in you, Dad. We find our strength. Surrender. Yeah, surrender to you. Surrender, surrender. Taking up fights. <laughs> Taking up fights. My God. We're fighting, we're fighting. Lord, we thank you. Let me read Psalms 23 to you in the Message Bible. And then we're going to get in the Word today where you're still. Um, trying to establish our right righteousness um, and understanding like our righteousness and understanding who we are. And today's devotional is called the pursuit of. And if we're going to pursue or we want to find our happiness, then our happiness is found in the pursuit of righteousness. And I'm going to explain that to you in just a minute. Um, um, what I mean by the pursuit of, but I want to read Psalms 23. And I'm reading out of the Message Bible to you this morning. This is God, my shepherd. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You've bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from true to your word. You let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. So anytime God allows you to catch your breath, he's going to send you into the right direction. Man, that right there is something else. Like that right there is something else. That is something else. God, my shepherd. See, David takes in the message translation, 
there's ownership there. God, my shepherd, God, my, he makes it real personal. God, my shepherd, God, my shepherd. I don't need a thing, right? I stand in need of nothing. I'm full and I'm complete, right? And so, um, he says, you've bedded me down in lush metals. You find me, find me quiet pools to drink true to your word. You let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Anytime we take our position and anytime we take ourselves in rest, then God can send us in the right direction. And how I know this, this is significant today in the message Bible. So many of us are so used to going, going, or we are in the pursuit of ourselves, or we have our own agenda, right? Or we think our ways are right in the Lord. When God has said that our path, his path is so narrow, wide is the path to destruction, narrow is the road or the path to God. And so he says, true to you word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. And I know for a fact, come on, Holy Spirit, teach this thing. I know for a fact, right? Why it's so hard for us to rest is because in the rest, the God, God is turning something in us and he is trying to steer us in the right direction. So we will keep on moving. We will keep on being busy. We won't settle in the word. We won't settle in our righteousness. We won't get steadfast in what God is calling us to do because it's unfamiliar. Come on now. It's unfamiliar for us. Like, right. It's unfamiliar for us. And anything, some, anything, something, time, something is unfamiliar with us. We won't surrender to it. Lord, forgive me for not taking my rest. Forgive me for not taking my rest. Forgive me for being too busy or super busy or my God, my God, my God, my God, you won't interfere with this today, devil. You will not interfere with this today. This is so powerful. So he's saying, he said, true to your word, you'll let me catch my breath and you're going to send me in the right direction if I take my rest. If I take my rest, if I make a decision to take my rest, then guess what? True to his word, he's going to let me catch my breath, which means I'm not going to be always consumed, right? I'm not going to be always consumed. I'm not, I'm not going to be all over the place. My emotions are not going to be over the, uh, over the place. And the reason that my emotions and I'm not going to be all over the place is because in him is where I find my rest in him. My God, there's something big in that. There's something special in this. And I know that there's something special in this, right? And daddy God is saying, when we, when I lead you to the green paths, when I lead you to that place, when I say to you, take your rest, when I tell you not to be so busy, right? That's what the Lord is saying here. When I'm leading to you, to your place of your rest, true to my word, I'm going to let you catch I'm going to let you catch your breath and then I'm going to send you in the right direction. And so if my emotions are all over the place, if the enemy has me in 50,000 different directions, then it's hard for me to catch my breath. Anybody ever felt winded and overwhelmed and consumed, right? Where you feel like you can't catch your breath, where it feels like after one problem, there comes another which tells me even in a storm, right? If we go, remember when 
when they were in the storm and they were on the boat. And this is right before, right before Peter walked on, right before, right, right all in the midst. They had just, they were in this storm. And remember, I was about to confuse two stories. Remember they were in the storm. And when they were in the storm, Jesus was on the boat and he was sleeping, right? And I'm talking about the storm was raging, right? The storm was raging. The storm was all over the place, right? And Jesus was on the boat and he was knocked out, right? And all the disciples were in like a rage. You guys forgive me. This is getting a little crazy. That my everything was trying to go out this morning. Um, they were they were in a rage, like they were in a rage. Their emotions, come on, Holy Spirit, their emotions were all over the place, right? Their emotions were absolutely everywhere. And they were in the storm. And it says, now when he got on the boat, this is Matthew 8, 23 and 27. Settle this for this, settle us. Settle this for us this morning, Lord. It says, and now when he got into and got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful? My God, why are you fearful? Why are you fearful? It says, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? My God. So let's go back to this. This is true to your word. You let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. So true to your word, you call me into rest. True to your word, you provide a safe place for me. True to your word, there is a place in which I can find your peace. So even when the, come on now, come on now, you see this in the word. Even, even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head, my cup brims with blessings. Your beauty and love chase after me. Every day of my life, I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my Come on, Angela. Can you say it? Say it one more time. Angela, post it one more time. Say it one, say one more, like say it one more time. No matter the storm, no matter the storm, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, he provides for us a place of rest so that we can catch our breath and he can lead us in the right direction. That is why we cannot be afford to be emotionally moved. My God, in the midst, when it seemed crazy, when it seemed overwhelmed, when it seemed consuming, right? When it seemed as if the waves were about to take over the boat, he was asleep because he took his position in the truth. And so when the disciples came to him and they awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he rose and he rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great calm. So the men marveled saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? And then we come back over here to Psalms 23. It says, true to your word. 
True to your word, you let me catch my breath and then you send me in the right direction. And so if I'm all over the place or if I'm feeling consumed or if I'm feeling um, overwhelmed, if I'm feeling tossed to and fro, if I'm feeling all of the symptoms of the environment, right? If I'm feeling all of the symptoms in the environment, I don't want to get like, but Jesus is in the boat. Jesus is on the throne. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is with me. If I'm feeling, even though I'm feeling all the symptoms, even though I'm feeling all the waves, even though I'm consumed, even though I'm overwhelmed. And if Jesus is in the boat with me, then why do I have to be afraid? Why do I have to be afraid? Why do I have to be afraid? Fear is not from God for God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of sound mind. Not of timidity. He didn't put that in us. He didn't birth this in us. That didn't come from him. And so if I can put you in a position where it looked like the waves are about to overwhelm you or consume you, you'll run to and fro. You'll be scattered. You'll be all over the place instead of you taking your rest. Instead of you taking your position and Jesus is on the boat. And if I've made Jesus Lord and savior in my life, then guess what? Jesus is on the boat. We got to get into the rhythm of the Holy Spirit, y'all. We got to get into the rhythm of the Holy Spirit. That's where it is. Vanessa, I saw you. I saw what you said. It also helps when I seek him first in all things, right? That is so. So if God's saying to us this morning, my God. I'm trying to provide you a place of rest. I'm trying to tell you to get into the lush green. I'm trying to tell you to sit down, sit right here, take your rest in me, take your position in me so that you are not roaming to and fro. So you are not scattered. So every time, see, I've been in a boat before when the wave, when the waves hit the boat, when the waves hit the boat, it'll try to steer and send the boat adrift or in another direction. And so when you are steer, when you're the one steering the boat, right, you, you have way more control or you have to learn how to ride the waves and trust that you will not get out of position. So Holy Spirit, we thank you. 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 This morning we take our rest and our trust in you. I, I, Take a deep breath. And take your rest. <laughs> and I know that sounds like, Lakeisha, you're making this up. No, take a deep breath and take your rest. There was a prophetic word. There was a prophetic word that the Lord provided for us last October. Right. And I need to remind you of this. That was a word that God gave us last October. And all of us that have been on this devotional, we bit into that word. We were establishing that word. The Lord told us to get into pursuit of righteousness. And he also said to us that by the time there was another word that was given to us, by the time that we came, if we kept our eyes on him, that by the time we got to the first of the year that we would be bursting forth. But the, the assignment was for us to pursue righteousness. The assignment for us was to keep our eyes on him. That was the exact word from the Lord. He told us to stay focused on him. <laughs> he, he told us to stay focused on him, right? I, I, he, that's what he said to us. He gave us all. God doesn't give you a word and then a storm comes. 
God doesn't give you a word and then a storm comes and his word changes. God gives you a word for you to be able to hold on to that word, for that word to become your very truth, for you to become anchored in that word, for that to be your, your lush green valley, for that to be where you're resting, for that to be where you're truthing, right? And I'm going to give you something else I'm going to read to you. So he doesn't come to give you this word, a word that's built solid on foundation, a word that's built on the truth. Right. And then he pulled back or snatched the word from up under you. That is not the God we serve. And so he came and he brought us a word and he had to know that this word was going to be significant in this scene because he's omnipotent and he's omniscient. Right. And he set us on a course at the very beginning to begin to pursue him like never before. He told us to build an altar. He told us to stay on our face before him. He told us to make his the relationship with him more than more important than anything. The his word just does not change. It's infallible, right? It's infallible. And if we come to the point of Matthew 8, 23, 27, and he brings us to Psalms 23 and he says, you're true to your word. You let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. I'm asking myself this morning, am I pausing long enough for me to catch my breath? Or am I like the disciples in the boat? Am I being tossed to and fro by the winds and the waves? God established this us. If you, if we've been paying attention, he established this in us in the beginning since October, since October, said, build your, build your altar to me. That's what he started telling us. Build your altar, make out, Position yourself before me. Meditate on your laws day and night so that when the winds and the waves do come and they do come and when the winds and the waves do blow and they do blow. But we find Jesus in this situation asleep, not moved by the circumstance. And we find the disciples screaming out like many of us are today saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. We are dying. Our land is. And, and Jesus says, why are you fearful? Why, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose. Then he got up. Then he rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So then Marvel saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? So we have to be in a constant pursuit of righteousness. Right. That's why today I established this in the pursuit of righteousness, in the pursuit of God, in the pursuit of understanding that we are right standing. And no matter how tumultuous things become and the times become, our anchor is in the word of God. And Matthew 8 and 23, 27 demonstrate us, uh, uh, us to us. If Jesus in the boat is in the boat, then nothing else matters. Nothing, nothing else matters if he's in the boat if he's standing with us if God is for us then who can be against us it does not matter what we're seeing it does not matter what we're saying our anchor and our word is in the truth it does not matter how big the wave looks it's not going to capsize the boat it's not going to but if I can pull you in emotionally if I can have you scattered around, if I can have you so consumed, 
then you won't catch your breath and God cannot shift you in the right direction. This, this, this that he gave us this morning, this is powerful. This that he gave us this morning, this is, this is, this is this next level. This is coming back saying to us, center yourselves, center, center yourselves. Yeah, Teresa, it's got to forever be settled in our hearts. This right here, center yourselves, center. So remember I told you we've been talking about the seven steps of righteousness. I'm going to, I'm going to come back unto to giving you a couple of more steps on how to renew your mind, right? Because that's, that's the point in which the confusion goes away. The assault and the attack always been, begins in your mind. Um, a few months ago, I talked about our spirit being the intercourt, inner court, right? The, the courts of prayer, right? And our soul and our mind being the outer court and our soul is the go between and our spirit, which is where we are divinely linked to God is our inner court, right? But what happens is when something gets in our mind, that gets deposited in our soul and it interferes with us receiving the truth of our righteousness. And so if I'm not established in the word or I'm not established in what God said, or I'm not established in truth, or I don't understand that the word of God is infallible, that it continues on, that it does not, that it does not change, then I won't stay steadfast in my righteousness and I won't stay steadfast in what God has said. So then when the winds and the waves do come, right, then I'll be tossed to and fro. And then what happens is I'll become double minded in all my ways. And so when God is up and he's blessing me, then it's like, whoa, Jesus, hallelujah. God is on the throne. God is real. God is so real. Grateful to God. But then when the waves and the winds come in, I stop, I get consumed by the waves and the winds. And then I stop my praise and I get my, my mind set and focused on the situation around me. And the only reason that happened happens is because I'm not renewing. I'm not in the pursuit of righteousness. I'm not in the pursuit of understanding who I am. I'm not in the pursuit of what God says about me. I'm in the pursuit of the, I'm in the pursuit of the winds and waves. And I understand because winds and waves and turmoil and all of these things are they're, they're scary. Our eyes, it's scary. It looks scary. It appears scary. It's overwhelmed or in truth. But when Jesus is in the boat with you, when Jesus is in the boat with you, when Jesus says, come unto me, all of you who are heavy laden, take my yoke upon you and I'm going to give you the rest that you need. And then we go back over to Psalms. That's why I told you, you got to read parts and we go back over to Psalms and he says, true to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk in my side, your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. <sighs> then Lord, I've got to position myself where I find my security in you and it does not matter what they, whoever they is, whoever they is, whoever they is, it does not matter about what they say. 
So Holy Spirit, help me to find my truth in the word of God. <laughs> help me to find my truth in the word of God. And he's going to give me rest and he's going to give me peace and he's going to give me strategies and he's going to give me wisdom and he's going to give me knowledge and he's going to give me understanding and he's going to provide for me everything I need. Because I tell you all the time, it makes no, it makes no difference. It makes no sense for me to accept the word of God um, and not walk into all the principles, right? It's not a religious thing. It's not something I'm doing to accept the word of God and not walk into all the truth of what the word is saying to me and giving me because it's living and it's active. I want to give you a few more things this morning. Lord, I thank you. 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 I feel the peace of God. I felt it this morning. And even though the enemy has tried to come in like a flood and shift our perspective and get us off focus, right? The little internet and stuff was making crazy. None of that, none of that even matters. And so I want to give you a little bit of something to chew on. I'm going to give you a little bit more on how to pursue righteousness and how to renew our mind. He will give you rest, Nisi, but I have to take my rest. I have to choose to pursue peace. I have to choose to pursue righteousness. I have to choose to be in pursuit of God. So if God told me to build an altar, if God told me to rise early in the morning, if God told me to set my eyes on him, anybody else been feeling the struggle to get out the bed, right? A little bit harder for you to get up in the morning. A little bit harder for you wanting to hold on to your bed, late getting up. You got an appointed time set with God. God's trying to get you into a specific place and zone and the bed and everything else is becoming comfort. It's, it's strategic, right? Because there's an appointed time in which God will witness to your spirit to provide you what you need for that day. It's, it's a reason he's saying get up at three. It's a reason he's saying get up at four. It's a reason I've had, I get it. I've had to press. He's trying to bring us to a place so that we can take our rest in him so that we will not be moved by things throughout the day. I felt the law. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I felt the, I've felt the law. I felt the law to just lay in bed just a little bit longer, just to lay wrapped in them sheets just a little bit longer. To, to find my comfort in other things outside of him. And I think it's a spirit and it's designed is to keep and distract us so that we won't be focused and we won't find our rest in God. Finding our rest in God, right? Finding our rest in God has absolutely nothing to do with that kind of sleep. Finding our rest in God has us has to do with us taking our position in the word, right? Us taking our position in the word, us being settled in the word, us not being confused by any. He's trying to meet us there. I have a holy place in my house where my altar is. I have a holy place in my house where my altar is. And every time I feel that spirit, 
spot, right? Every time I feel that spot pull me in, I know God is trying to draw me to that place. And I sometimes I roll off my bed, then I'm laying on the edge of my bed, right? Just being real. Then I'm just kind of sitting there. And then I'm having to push myself to get in that place, get at that altar and get before him. And it's because God is trying to meet me there so that I can take my rest and he can fortify the rest of my day. But if the bed becomes my altar or the comfort in the bed, right? Because we talk, we've talked about idols or the comfort in the bed becomes the place for me, then I'm going to miss the opportunity. Then I'm going to miss the opportunity. Then I'm going to miss the opportunity of what I need for that day. And then everything else is going to come in to try to um, scramble my brain. Everything else is going to begin to take precedent. And I'm not going to even recognize how subtle it is. I'm not going to recognize how subtle it is. I'm not going to recognize how it slipped in and it will have me so far off course. I will be adrift and I'll be in uncharted territory outside my realm of protection, not connected to the things of God like I need to. And it's all subtle. It is Kim. It feels so good. I've been getting such good sleep. It feels so, 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 so good. And God is like, no, I'm calling you and drawing in so that you can take your rest in me. Let me read this to you. I just want to give this to you so that you understand how significant Jesus is. And then I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about pursuing righteousness. And I'm going to give you two more tips, two more strategies. So John first, this is the message Bible. It says the word was first, the word present to God, God present to the word. The word was God in readiness in readiness from for God from day one everyone everything was created through him nothing not one thing came into being without him what came into existence was life and the life was light to live by the life light blazed out of the darkness the darkness couldn't put it out there once was so so I want to give you this So the word, when we start talking about the word and the word is with God, John's, John's, um, account of Jesus is a little bit different than the other gospels. John is showing us who Jesus is by highlighting his signs and his miracles, right? And six of these miracles are not mentioned in the first three gospels, right? John is showing us who Jesus is by allowing Jesus to speak for himself, right? And John is showing us who Jesus is by calling forth witnesses who testify and to the identity of who God is. The the gospel of John is written for a specific purpose so that we can believe, right? And so John 20 and 31 says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name, right? John has even helped scholarly skeptics believe in who Jesus is. So John is a beloved gospel. So when we start here in the beginning and he's saying to us the beginning, in the beginning, the word was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with 
God, meaning the word was already here, meaning Jesus really predates time or creation. And so John makes it real clear that the word was not just in the beginning, but the word is the beginning of the beginning. So Jesus is the beginning of your I can't scream. Jesus was the beginning of your beginnings. I hear you, Lord. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that was the beginning of your beginnings. That was your start. That was your do over, baby. This was your do over. So when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it was the beginning of your beginning. Right. And so everything that I need from Jesus is established in my righteous. I can't wake my kids up. It was established in my righteousness. But if my mind has come on Holy Spirit, if my mind is not renewed in the word to understand the beginning of my beginning, to understand really what my righteousness, come on, Holy Spirit, pull this all together. Then when the winds and the waves blow, I'm going to be tossed to and fro by any doctrine, by any word, by any news report, because my trust has not been established in who I am in Christ Jesus, but he was there in the beginning, my God. And he established us in the beginning and he was there before anything was my God. When we translate, translate the word in Greek, it means logos. It means there's a deep, deep, rich root to it. My God. And so God and his word and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are all one. That's why it's important for you to get revelation of who the Holy Spirit is and what he came to do and that he is comforter and that he is advocate and that he is teacher. My God, this is so rich this morning. So when the Lord starts speaking to us, because remember, this got all sparked from Peter. When the Lord starts speaking to us about our righteousness and saying, it's all made over. You're not who and what they said you are. These are all the benefits that come from being in Christ Jesus. The only reason that it's hard for us to conceive or for us to walk in this is because we are really not in pursuit of righteousness. We might be doing religion. Can I tell you something? When you get revelation of your righteousness, you will not want anything else. You, you will not, you will start, you will start running from things that have absolutely nothing to do with your righteousness. You won't be entangled. I promise you won't. You'll begin thirsty. Once you get a real drink of righteousness, you'll begin to thirst after that. Nothing else will quench your thirst. You won't even want anything else to quench your thirst because you understand that everything that you need is in understanding your righteousness and who you are in Christ Jesus. And that this is not religious and this is not about church. This is about who you are. This is about God. And this is about this word. This is about like, this is about this word. And so then when the winds and waves blow, because they're going to blow, trouble is going to come. Things are going to happen. You're going to experience persecution. You're going to experience all these things. You're going to go through some things, right? But when the winds and waves blow, you're going to be established in the fact to know that Jesus is on the boat and it does not matter. Matthew, I'm going back to Matthew 8, 23 and 26. But he said to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great calm. So then men marveled saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Everything surrenders to the name of Jesus. Now. 
Mark my words. Mark my words. Mark my words. Mark, mark my words. Everything surrenders to the name of Jesus. And so in the beginning, if the word was there and the word was put in place to establish us, then the only reason that I don't understand what the word is saying to me in this season, in the midst of a storm, when it's crazy, when it's overwhelming, when it's consumed is because I, my mind is not renewed in the word. My, my mind is, can I t- Kim, Jesus was the anchor on that boat. He was with them on the boat. He's the anchor. Come on now. So, so. I have to go back to the beginning to understand. And the word was with God and the word was God. (laughs) Period. The the word was with God and the word was God. My God, that is what John said. It was with God. All that God is, is, he was with God. And so if that same word was in the beginning and with God, that same word was with us. And so Jesus came so that he could establish who we are in Christ Jesus. And that's why we got, so let me give you pursue. Let me give you the definition of pursue. Pursue means to follow, to go, or proceed after in a like direction to take or proceed without following anything else to follow with a view to overtake, to follow with haste, to chase as to pursue, to follow, to follow after righteousness is mean it means i'm in pursuit of the abundant life every time i make a decision to pursue righteousness every time i make a decision to learn all about my righteousness i'm beginning to follow in the example of christ when i am in chase then i'm not in pursuit of anything else that is why matthew 6:33 is so significant when he says when jesus comes and says if you will seek first the kingdom of god Everything else is going to be added added unto you. If I will make a decision that I'm in pursuit of this word that was there from the beginning, that came to set order. If I will make the decision to be in pursuit of righteousness, then he's going to deal with every, not in pursuit of the relationships around me. Not in pursuit of the, not trying to fix every relationship around me, not in pursuit of every circumstance and situation around me. If I will set my mind on things above and understand what's in my righteousness and be in pursuit of my righteousness and commit to learn more and commit to follow, to allow righteousness to overtake, to chase after my righteousness, to chase after daddy God it's going to establish some things in me. So let me give you two more things. Let me give you two more steps and we're going to get out of here. I gave you two steps of how to renew your mind, right? The very first thing that I told you the other day is stop waiting for an outside miracle to change your mind. You do not need an outside miracle to change your mind. No, you don't have to see the thunder, the lightning, the flashes to change your mind. So stop waiting on an outside miracle to change your mind, right? Most of the miracles you won't even begin to see or experience if you don't get rid of the chaos in your mind and the decision to get rid of the chaos in your mind has to be on you, right? It has to be on you. God keeps teaching me there is a responsibility. There is a responsibility for us to deal with the chaos in my mind. So when our mind is so negative 
in our life, it's because we are, we're thinking on those things. You cannot have miracles in your mind. You cannot have the miracles when your mind is a mess. You're not going to even see these miracles. And I gave you a testimony to that, right? We need miracles, but it's not miracles that's going to change our humility, humility, or make us more willing because we'll experience a miracle or we'll experience the hand of God or we'll experience blessings. And then a few weeks later, if righteousness is not establishing us, we'll return right back to our old ways and we'll go right back to doing the things that we were doing before. We'll celebrate the miracle. It'll look like Jesus. We'll celebrate the new job. We'll celebrate the finances. We'll be on a course. It'll look all good. And then we'll go right back into some of our own ways after what, after God gives us what he gives us. And it's because we weren't really in pursuit of the righteousness. We were in pursuit of things or in pursuit of relief. So you don't need a miracle. Step two, stop believing that you cannot control your thoughts. You have control over your thoughts. You have control over your emotions. That is a lie. That is a lie. If, if it, if God didn't think you could control your thoughts, right? If he didn't think you could control your thoughts, he would not tell us, think about these things. That's Philippians four and eight. Think, think about these things. He would not tell you that he should, he would not tell you meditate on the word law and day and night. That's Joshua one and eight. He would not tell you on his law. He meditates day and night. Psalms one and two. Stop believing you cannot control your thoughts. You can control your thoughts. You just have to control your thoughts in Jesus and in righteousness. The problem has been, you've been trying to control your thoughts in other things or you've been, and we've been so used to letting our thoughts be all over the place. We've been so consumed by our thoughts. We've been so used to thinking anything. We've been so used to digesting and eating anything. We think we have no way, but it is pretty clear in the word that God expects us to control our thoughts. That's why we got to meditate on his law day and night. That's why we got to rest in his word. Remember before we started talking about, um, pursuing righteousness and renewing our mind, God first dealt with us of the position of our heart. Go back to that study and ask yourself, what position is my heart in so that I can be established in the word? Well, if my heart is overwhelmed, if my heart is not positioned to be fertile, if I'm always in negativity and doubt, I won't be able to receive what God is saying to me. It does. It takes consistency and, and, and discipline for us to control our thoughts, but it also takes the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to help you get outside of yourself because <laughs> you've been in a certain way for so long. You need the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me where my thoughts are not the thoughts of God. Show me where my thoughts are not your thoughts. And if you position yourself and you get quiet and you take your rest and you sit still, God will show you where your thoughts do not line up with God. Here's the third step. What you feed your mind. And we may not be able to get to the fourth, but I'm going to leave you here. What you feed your mind with becomes a mindset. A mindset is impossible to change without changing what your mind is filled with. So let's take our position in that. If I am feeding my mind negative things all day, somebody give me an answer. What's going to happen with my mind? What is my mind going to get filled up with? And I already told you the attack from the enemy begins in your mind so that it can get in your soul so that it interferes with your spirit getting the truth. So I won't accept these things to be the truth 
If I'm not renewing my mind, what you feed your mind becomes your mindset. And when we hear the truth about breaking strongholds or renewing other mind, we get busy and try to, we get busy. We do more church. We do more stuff. We watch 30 devotionals. We thought we watched 30 devotionals, right? We watch all these different things. We get busy trying to change our mindset and it's not. The only way you're going to change your mindset is by meditating on the word of God. And so whatever I've been feeding my mind is what's going on inside of me right now. So if I've been on Instagram, social media all day long, I'm feeding that in my mind because the mind picks up sub subcon sub those thoughts, my eyes, images, that my mind picks that up regardless. And so if my mind is picking that up, my eyes are seeing those images. Well, I want to be in the know. You don't need to be that much in the know. You need to be like Jesus on the boat sleep. You don't need to be in that much. No, you need to be like Jesus on the boat sleep. You need to be in your green pastures so that he can give you direction, wisdom, and knowledge and strategies about what you need to be doing in this season and how you're supposed to take your position to help. But if we not sleep or we're not at rest or we're not in that state, our conscious mind has to be renewed. Romans 12 and two, renew your mind, <laughs> renew your mind. That's your training ground, right? Once your conscious mind is filled to the overflow, then it's going to slip into your subconscious mind and you're going to be the only reason you walk back in cycles. The only reason you're not experiencing peace. The only reason you're consumed and overwhelmed is because you have been meditating on the wrong things and whatever you meditate on is going to come out. And there's a scripture in the word that says the heart is set up to deceive you. And the reason that the heart will deceive you is because if my mind has been meditating on the wrong things, then the fertility of my heart has to do with the things that I've been eating on. So I'm going to have to change my heart's process. I'm going to have to change my process by meditating on the word day and night. Can I tell you something? The Lord keeps dealing with me about how, how so we're so much in pursuit of relationship with people and we're so busy trying to fix relationships with people that we're, we won't even spend the same amount of time trying to fix our relationship with him. He just keeps taking me back to that place. Y'all so people centered that it leaves you in a position where you can't be God centered. And then you can't chew on what I'm saying because you're always trying to do people. <laughs> you're always trying to fix situations with people. You're always trying to be connected to people, which is a mindset. It's a mind, like it's a mind, it's a mindset that we're so, and it doesn't mean that we're not supposed to connect. God never meant for us to be alone. He designed us to connect to people. He just never designed those relationships to Lord over us. And so whatever's in my mind is what I'm in pursuit of. Lord, help deliver me from relationships that pull me away from you, right? Help me deliver me from situations that are pulling me. Somebody is pulling on me and needed to hear that today. You've been so strapped in your relationships with others that it's been consuming you and you haven't even realized that it's consuming you, but it's been the thing pulling on you and it's not of God. So we got to change our mindset 
And the way we're going to renew our mindset is that we're going to go to Romans 12 and two, or we're going to go back to what the scripture says, right? <laughs> Philippians four and eight, you shall meditate on it day and night. We got to meditate on the word day and night. Yes, Selena, because whatever I think on is whatever I become, whatever I'm meditating on is whatever I become. So let me give you this back again. Let's go. And we're going to go stop waiting for an outside miracle to change your mind. Stop believing that you can't control your thoughts. And then what you feed your mind will become your mindset. What you feed your mind is becoming your mindset. So ask yourself, what all did I feed my mind yesterday? What are all the things that I paid attention of? What are all the things? What are all the over? What is everything that I chewed on yesterday that did not line up with your work? And then go back over to Matthew, right? Go back over to Matthew and ask yourself, where am I letting my winds and the winds and the waves toss me? And then skip back over to the 23rd of Psalms, go read it in there and say, where am I not taking my rest in you? So you can change the direction of my course. That scripture alone proves to me that God will give us the wisdom, the knowledge and the understanding we need, but we're only going to get it in our rest. We're only going to get it in where we rest in God. When we make a decision to take our rest in him, then he's going to give us every strategy we need. He's going to give us the tactics he needs. He's going to give us, but when we're busy doing when we're always on the move, when we're always peopling, when we're always trying to stay connected, then we're not going to position ourselves in the place to take our rest. And then we're missing what we need from God because we're trying to get what we need from other people. And that's not of God. That's just not of God. That's just not of that's We've been peopling. I, I promise you, I hear him. Y'all been doing people too much. You've been trying to do people too much. You won't sit in my rest. You move every day, always somewhere doing something, right? I'm just being for real. Always somewhere doing something, not thinking about it from that place. Always on the move. Always got to go somewhere. Always got to be connected. Always got to be doing and not taking our rest. And when we don't take our rest, everything else becomes an idol and it begins to interfere with our process of God. So we've got to get in pursuit of our righteousness. We got to follow after righteousness. We got to follow after the word because the word was given to us in the beginning and the beginning was the word and the word was with us and stop peopling ourselves to death. That's it. I think that's it. Holy spirit. I need you to be pleased. That's it. It seemed a little scrambled at first. I was like, Lord, where are you taking us? But he ended us right up where we needed to be so that we can understand it's necessary for us to take our rest. So here's something most significant that I need you to understand. This all begins with Jesus. And if you are not sure you are saved, I want to be the person to introduce you to Jesus. Jesus is not just a moment. It's not just a moment. It's, it's like not just a moment. It's not just a moment. He's not just an icon. He's not someone that was just sit here to control your life. He's not this religious idol. That is not who Jesus is. I'm tired of them lying on Jesus. I'm tired of them not telling all of his story so that it deters you. Jesus saved my life. Anybody else like Jesus saved my life. Jesus, this girl right here, Jesus saved my life. He, he saved, he's not some relic. He's not somebody on the cross. He got off the cross that, that like Jesus saved my life. Jesus changed my life. 
right? Jesus changed my life. So I just want you to understand. I want to lead you to Jesus. And I want you to think about how important Jesus is. Like Jesus is all of this, all of my righteousness, my do over my start started in Jesus. I can only give you my personal testimony that Jesus changed and saved my life. And when I got about 27, I had to really figure out what that meant because I did not know what that meant. Right. And so when I was 27, I really got the revelation of what Jesus was trying to do for me. And I went back in the water again. I went right. I had to go back in the water again and reset my salvation. It was just a sign before me and God. And so I just want you to repeat after me, dear Jesus, I know I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. And Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Don't know that if you do that, you are saved. And then we need to disciple you and we need to baptize you in Jesus name. And we need to get you um, connected so that you won't you don't be that sheep going astray, but God loves you. Jesus loves you. And I'm here. If you want to get connected to the ministry, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. That's it. I love you so, so much. And get in the pursuit of righteousness, like get in pursuit of righteousness. You all, all you need to find out about us and who we are are there. I don't even want to end that in today. Um, thank you for your continued support partners. Thank you for your heart to continue to give so that we can continue to get the gospel out and so that we can continue to feed the streets and everything else. I love you so much, but more than anything, God loves you. I want you to go be loved today. Be pursuing your righteousness today. Ask, what does my righteousness mean? What does it really mean for me to be saved? It's not just a doing. It's not just a religion. It's not just a church thing. What does it really mean for me to be saved? Lord God, help me understand what it means. Because if you were here in the beginning to establish uh, who I am, then I need to receive the fullness of who I am in Christ Jesus. And then do me a favor. Go be love today. Go be the love of God. Be the extension of his hands in this earth the reason why is because it's kingdom, baby. I, God, I want to know more about you. God, I want to know about more of who you are in your word. Come into my life today, Lord God, like never before. Let me be seated in righteousness. Let me understand more about your call on my life. Let me understand more about your perfect ways. Let me be anchored in your truth. Let me die to myself today and become alive in you. Paul said, I die daily. So Lord, I'm crucifying my flesh this morning. I'm choosing today to meditate on your word, to set my heart upon your word in Jesus name. Amen. And do not forget about ladies Bible study tonight. If you want to be a part, I promise you, I promise you God is doing so something so significant in that Bible study. I want you to be a part of ladies Bible study tonight. Send us an email info at just Ask us how to become a part of that private group and get in and get connected to what God is doing for us. I've grown so much in this Bible study. I'm growing in my relationship. It's been maturing me. It's been helping me grow up because this mouth and who I was was something else. And this Bible study has been peeling back layers and, and, and pushing me into maturity and to the word of God. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. I'll see you in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com.
today.